Welcome to Small Business Celebration, a special episode. This week, you as Visioner Nation get to learn some of the things that I have learned as the host of Small Business Celebration. Well, other than extra battery backups, extra storage disk backups, extra gas cards, um, making sure that you double, triple, and quadruple book guests, except for when they all get COVID or are in quarantine for COVID, which is why we have this special episode just for you. So sit back, enjoy, and get some insights on what your humble host has learned so far on Small Business Celebration. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our first segment features Lance and Sue England of Ellis England Designs. And it was our Thanksgiving episode and we talked a lot about Thanksgiving and the importance of Thanksgiving. But the thing that I took away most happened in the second segment by a visionary question asking about the difference between promoting your business with nonprofits simply because you want to get your name out or because of the good works they do. And this was one of those conversations where you have to read between the lines. You have to take a listen, you have to think about it, and maybe replay it over again to be able to get the subtle context to which our guests were speaking. Because for them, oh, poof, this is the way they think, this is the way they do things. But the thing that I learned most about this particular conversation is discernment knowing when to do which. When do you go through and promote your business through the nonprofit to get simply get your name out, and when you do it because it feels right? Believe it or not, you can do both. But it's all in its subtlety. And I invite you to witness this and learn from this here on Small Business Celebration featuring Lance and Sue England. I'm here with Lance and Sue England, the owners of LS England Designs, and our visionary question comes from Christy who asks, we are coming into the holiday season and everyone seems to be asking for a donation. Is it okay to give simply to get the name of your business out there because it seems so soulless to do so? Well, I think that you've got to find something that is that matters to you. Mm -hmm. uh, use discernment, and um, and then it's it's a win-win. You're mm -hmm. showing your stuff, but you're also helping a cause that matters to you. If the cause that's asking for the donation is one that you could quite frankly care less about, mm -hmm. but has a high visibility in the community. Is that okay to go ahead and give to get your name out for your business, or is that as soulless as Christy fears? 
I don't know if you consider it soulless. It's advertising. So, ah, there it is. Um, if it helps the the nonprofit mm -hmm. and it helps your business, then yeah, I think it's fine. But personally, I would I prefer to pick nonprofits that mean something to me. This comes from somebody who does a lot of volunteer work. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, it just Sorry. fills my soul. Yeah, it just feels good. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to be helping serve food at Blessing Corner, which down on Union feeds all kinds of uh, seniors and homeless people. And yep. we usually do Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Go help down there, John and Bonnie Turner, right? Who run the place, and just feels good. Mm -hmm. You, Sue, are the people person. Mm -hmm. of the magic duo here yeah. and you do a lot of volunteer work in the community mm -hmm. and a lot of this is because you simply get joy from doing this mm -hmm. but how much of this also is your involvement in the community to do the advertising to get the work out because you you don't necessarily want to get the move on and get out there and, and get in the public um, well, honestly, truthfully, the, what we got involved with is we have a daughter on the streets. Oh. So with that, that's how I got involved with helping with the mission, yeah. Blessing Corner. Um, so yeah, it's, it's personal, very personal. What about you, Lance? Um, I just, I'm most of the time working, building. So I mean, <laughs> she, like I said, I'm her plus one sure, with all sure. these social events. And uh, all of them, you know, like the mission and, and uh, Blessing Corner and uh, Ashes to Beauty. Ashes to Beauty and all them. I, I help anytime beautiful. I can. Yeah, keep Baker's so beautiful. We've been walking up and down Panama, Panama. picking up trash. Sure. And yeah. we're scheduled to do Again, District Boulevard in, in December, just right. up helping the community. So just a good feeling thing. You know, it's not all about money and all no. that. So. They don't even know us. You mentioned that it's not all about the money. Is this something that you learned when you were up in Silicon Valley before you came down to Bakersfield? Absolutely. I think that with what happened in Silicon Valley, we well, lost. What, what, what happened? We trusted somebody that we shouldn't have. Well, we were very naive. It's a guy I met. Uh, he was a Four Seasons dealer. Right. Um, anyway, nice guy, I thought, and you know, he was wanting to retire. and sell his business and so we kind of got I fell into this trap and we put a lot of money invested in his business got him all taking care of everything then he realized he didn't need us anymore and it, it was just a nightmare a whole year of a nightmare yeah. and that's when we end up coming here it's after losing everything in the Silicon Valley and they come in here and scratch and clawing and doing what we could do to make things work yeah, God's been good. and we're still here when you said you lost everything, that was twenty-seven dollars and eighty-three cents <laughs> plus like one hundred ninety-nine thousand, no, like, like okay. two hundred thousand dollars. And this was back in oh seven, oh six, oh six, oh six. Interestingly, you still chose to become Four Seasons dealers here in Bakersfield. Well, I was already a general contractor, so either way, you know, being a sunroom company or doing remodeling, which I had already been a remodeler up in Sacramento right. you know, years back. We just came here to open up the doors and do what we could do to make a living. Right. And it's 
what we've been doing. When you came here in 2007, you, you had to educate Bakersfield on what a sunroom is. And so as a result, you had to do other things to help that educational process. What are some of the things, the other services that you offer to the residents of Bakersfield? Well, we do uh, bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels, uh, basically residential remodeling, mm. um, all facets pretty much. Um, window replacements, gas inserts, but um, we've done a lot of bathrooms and kitchens and, you know, painting of the homes and whatever it takes. Right. Mm -hmm. Make people's homes their new palaces. And that's the key right there. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The lesson that you learned from the, uh, let's call it a debacle, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Midlife crisis. Yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson, Lesson learned. learned. Is this one of the reasons why you have focused so heavily on not just your participation in the Better Business Bureau, but you actually got a special award from them a few years ago. What, what was that? Got the Ethics, Ethics award, award, which really meant a lot Business for Bureau. us. Yeah. yeah. Because we got the most votes to this day yeah. uh, from our customers. Taking from the debacle and what you've learned from there, and your business has grown, albeit a midlife crisis, <laughs> <laughs> from the lesson learned in Silicon Valley, yeah. how have you learned how to discern good advice from bad advice? For me, it's been a lot of learning. Um, and I, I also have a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, I'm not gonna live in, in, in the past. I'm going to go forward. I believe that when you're in a fire, you don't just stand there and burn, you move. And so that's what we did. And I, you know, God's blessed us. When you've got somebody that comes in that has a silly idea of putting a couple cameras in front of you <laughs> and, and putting microphones on you for some strange reason, <laughs> how did you discern that that was not necessarily such a bad idea instead of coming out with a shotgun and running him off? <laughs> well, I got the shotgun. <laughs> So, you gotta protect yourself these days. You came with great rec recommendations. I like, I like, uh, I've watched what, seen what you've done, and, and I like them. They're done very well. Yeah, we watched Good Debbie. Videos. Debbie Sharpentier. I did not know everything. About and David Dobbs. Yeah. I know David. Sure, sure. I wasn't looking for a, a selfish gratuity there. Sorry. I'm <laughs> we gave it to you for free. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Josh D'Amigo and I'm a Toastmaster from Ventura, California. Toastmasters has helped me build my career and relate to small business owners in a myriad of ways. Too many ways to list in 30 seconds. But the most impactful way that Toastmasters has helped me is to come up with believable answers to really bad questions on the fly. This is not just in my presentations at work, but it's also at city council meetings and at my local chamber. I invite you to join us at Toastmasters and I look forward to seeing you there. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today.
This next segment features Tom Maxwell, the partner in Keith Lee Maxwell and Anton Giovanni. And what makes this segment remarkable is how well Tom explains how you think the businesses and the patrons for your business in a way that makes it fun, enjoyable, memorable, and allows you to take the benefits of the tax code to go with it. Now, I know this is the beginning of the new calendar year for a lot of businesses. The last thing that you're thinking about are taxes, but this is the time that you also start thinking about taxes and planning on how you spend your money appropriately and wisely. So take another listen to what Tom Maxwell has to say in this segment, because when you think about what he says, this starts generating a lot of thoughts about how you spend your money, reward those who have helped you, and help you grow a strong and profitable business. I'm here with Tom Maxwell, the partner in Keith Lee, Maxwell, and Anton Giovanni. And our visioner question comes from Carly, who asks, "'Tis the holiday season, and I want to find a way to get away with my best clients, create meaningful relationships, and, how, and genuinely thank them for helping our business do better than just survive COVID. What are you doing that works? All right, that's a really good question. Um, for me, a lot of my clients I have personal relationships with. They are my friends. They're people I care about. And, um, you know, people I'd show up and help them move if, move if they were moving. So it's not really about uh, showering them with gifts or whatever. It's, it's to me more about reaching out to them and letting them know that you care about them. Mm. You know, it's sending them, a, you could just send them a text message that says, hey, was thinking about you today and uh, just want to let you know. Right. And that's going to do a lot more than really anything else you could do for anybody. I mean, just to, for somebody to know that you care about them, I think, is really important. Send a gift when it's not their birthday or the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, in my office, we do, we do send, you know, we'll do like sweet surrender cookies and things like that for big companies that we deal with, you know. Um, but when it comes down to it, that's not why that person deals with me. They deal with me because they know I'm compassionate. They know that I care about them and that I have their best interest in mind. One of the things that you also do, which is legendary. Uh-oh, really, really, okay. <laughs> and, well, it, and it's one of the reasons why several visionaries have asked me to come chat with you about this, okay. is you have getaways. You have vacations that you take your best clients oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay. So we just most recently, uh, so my, my firm put together a golf trip. We go to Reno um, and we take you know, between 40 and 50 people. This year was a, it's been very odd just with COVID and not being able to do our normal timeline, which is in uh, generally in May. But um, yeah, it's like 40 great guys. It's a really good group. And we go out there, have a couple of rounds of golf and, you know, really good dinner, play a poker tournament with everybody. It's, it's really a good time. So um, yeah, that's an annual trip. It was the 29th year we've done. It would have been 30, but we had COVID <laughs> take sure. a year away from us. So. Well, that 2020 yeah. doesn't count. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're still on 29. So. But I mean, to think that uh, my firm, which has existed since about 1990, um, that they started it uh, when I was, you know, like 12 years old. I mean, that's pretty incredible to me that that golf trip's been going on since... I was just a kid, so. And the important thing is, even though there's 40 of you right. that are going on this, 
How are you taking that trip and personalizing it for each of your guests that go so yeah. that they, they remember you right. and make it special? Well, a lot of these people I've known for a really long time at this point, but um, Bakersfield's a very odd town in the fact that you can't really think about your relationship when you meet somebody is like, it's about today. Hmm. You need to be thinking about, I'm going to be, you know, five, ten years from now, this is going to be a great friend of mine. Bakersfield's a relationship town, so you just can't really... The pressure of trying to obtain a client, like that's never been my style and it also works really well in Bakersfield. It's really about somebody like yourself saying, have you met Tom? Like if you're needing somebody to help you with something that's accounting related specifically, I'd say you should go on, you should call the guy. I mean, he'll just give you time if, if that's what you want. Like if you really need and you have a problem with something, the guy, he won't, just wants to help. Right. Now here's the important part okay. of all this. What's that? For one, a trip like that with 40 people is uh -huh. expensive. Right. And the monetary cost of it aside, because there's definitely value right. that, that goes with that. But there's also the accounting tax side of that. Okay. And yeah. the thing that I don't want to have happen from this conversation uh -huh. <laughs> is for somebody to walk away and do it wrong and get in trouble financially because they did it wrong and they okay. didn't keep the right records and they didn't right. do the right process. What would you recommend to Vision Nation that they do so that it can be a legitimate tax write-off and well, still yeah. and not sink the ship? I think that uh, when it comes to tax, it's all about what your intent was. Mm. So as long as your intent was that um, this was going to be a, a trip where there's business to be gained um, or you know that you did something for somebody for you know for the the possibility that you may work with them i mean there's certain limits on how much you can spend on each person as an individual and that's actually very low but um there definitely is something to be said about uh making sure you keep all documentation all receipts just keep everything i mean i, I my wife probably in the side of her her driver's side door has literally just tons of receipts in there because i'm like look just don't throw anything away you, i mean right. there's no reason to throw it away so I think keeping everything and understanding and having the connection of this is personal versus this is business and keeping maybe even two credit cards where one of them is all for business and the other one's all for personal and having that be fully delineated, if there's ever a question that makes it so much easier for you to explain, makes it easier for record keeping. Um, so, you know, it just comes down to intent though. I think intent is the, the most important part of understanding where you should be tax wise is what were you intending when you did it? And if there is a business intent to it, then, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's something you should probably should be deducting. Does this come out of the heading of before you take this trip, you talk uh, to your, your CPA and, and put a plan together? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, a lot of the trips that you see people take these days, it'll be for continuing education, you know, mm. so they may be going to Hawaii for a four day, um, you know, CBE or something like that. And, uh, you know, they happen to bring their family with them. Well, their family's expenses aren't deductible, but their piece of it would be, you know, right. because they went there for the purpose of becoming smarter in whatever they do. So, you know, that's not that's not really uh, even a stretch. Right. You've been in the business for since 1990. I've actually so I became a CPA in 2002. I went to school in San Diego, University of San Diego. I worked for Ernst Young down there in San Diego for a little bit, and. Uh, I came back actually, I married my high school sweetheart here, so uh, we live two, you know, three blocks from where we went to high school. It's really, 
quite fascinating. I never would have thought I'd be the guy that comes back to Bakersfield. I, I just had, <laughs> I, you grew I up left, here, I'm yeah. done, I'm never no, coming I, back. I was the guy that said, you know, there just really isn't much for me here in Bakersfield. And now I look back and I'm like, I would never change having come back here. What has your business taught you about people and business? You know, I think the the biggest the biggest thing that my business has taught me is that um, you know people really want to be helped. Like there's certain times that they just need somebody. They need somebody to help them. And I'm really lucky because I have a skill at something that a lot of people don't. They just there's not a lot of people that do what I do. Um, Bakersfield's got a shortage of accounts. So if anybody's out there looking for a career or whatever, I mean, you should definitely get into it because um, you know there's definitely opportunity out there for you. But that aside, you know, just the having this thing that I can help people with, you know, to me gives me such great joy to, you know, help them through whatever problem they're dealing with. And and it can be, you know, lots of things. Um, I mean, and sometimes I end up knowing things about people that nobody knows. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, you know, my integrity and the trust that people put in me make, makes me wake up and want to go every day. Your business has been around long enough where you've had some event that has happened that has kicked you in the teeth. Oh, sure. That affects the decisions that you make every day. What, are, what, what, what was that event that happened and how has it changed you and, and the business? Right. Uh, I think the event was probably uh, the result of a, um, just a situation with a client that uh, didn't go well and like, where I felt like I had done something that wasn't right. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that what I learned from that is that you always have to own everything that you do. Mm. And so having that ownership of yourself and your actions is incredibly important. And I think the thing that I learned is that um, everybody's entitled to their opinion about like pretty much anything. Right. And as long as I know in my heart that I've done everything that I can to do the right thing, then I can't worry about what other people's uh, realities are. How have you conveyed that to your other partners and your employees? That's a great question. Uh, I think that it, it really you just have to live it. You know, like if there is a problem, and uh, you know, it's easy to go straight to um, you know being really uh, maybe uh, having a feeling of anxiety and feeling like nothing, like the whole world is broken. Um, you know, it's just really bringing that person back down to earth and letting them know, like, look, I know you. This is a problem. I know we got to fix it, but we have the opportunity to do that, and we'll figure it out. There isn't any. It, your brain always feels like there's, uh, like, there's a bigger or smaller problem than what it really is. Mm. There, you never actually hit it right on the head. So, for me, if I can live my life between like a seven and an eight and a half all the time, I don't ever want to be a ten. Because, I mean, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, and the next day, you know, he's like, well, I won the Super Bowl yesterday. But you not know, today. And, he, and not today. I was a 10 yesterday, right. but, but now I have to go clean my garage, and I'm a 3. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, so, so, you know, it's, it's really about just living, living in the norm and having that norm be as consistently good as you possibly can. And I think, you know, as long as you convey to somebody where there is the problem, like, hey, look, this seems worse than what it really is. We're going to figure this out, you know, and, and just... Providing that comfort, I think, is really important. So, and we'll be right back. <laughs> this episode couldn't happen 
without you. It's because of visioneers like you who reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram with questions, with thoughts, with ideas, things you want to learn about. And more importantly, we give those questions to our guests, the experts in those fields who answer those very deep and sometimes thought-provoking questions that make this program, Small Business Celebration, so special. So continue to reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram with the questions, the thoughts, the ideas you want to learn about so that we can help grow as a community. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Save the best for last. A couple years ago, just as we had made the bridge to YouTube, I had the fortunate opportunity to interview Morgan Clayton, the president and founder of Teltech. This was a treat. This was also a conversation that started off as a 30-minute conversation and Two and a half hours later, we were wrapping up, and needless to say, most of our conversation ended up on the cutting room floor. If you get an opportunity to talk to Morgan and uh, allow him to buy you lunch, do so. For what you're about to see in this next clip is just a sliver of the wealth of wisdom that is Morgan Clayton. We're back with Morgan Clayton, the founder and president of Teltech. And one of the things that has made your business work for 30 plus years is the long-term view that you've developed for your business right from the very beginning. Take us through a little bit of, first of all, how did your business evolve from when you were taking, when you're selling systems out of the trunk of your car to when now you've got employees and you've got staff and how did you make that transition and how did the long-term vision of Teltech change? You know, there are two flowing philosophies with that that I hold dear and I'll share both of them with you. Okay. One, Teltech began with a connection and a promise um, in talking to very important people in my life who gave me a sense of purpose. Mm. Uh, going back to the Borden Petrini conferences, going to those with George Martin, and anyone who's in Kern County who's gone to those know the value and the richness of those. Right. And then having him connect with me, connect with Colin Powell, to enrich my knowledge about the value of giving back, not money, but the power and who you are and what you know by way of knowledge and grace. How do you do that? By giving it while asking for money. Okay, okay, for example. For example, you will talk to people, a young person will say to you, um, Mr. Clayton, I am struggling with what I should be taking in college coming from high school. Mm -hmm. And do you have time to go to lunch? And the average business person will say, well, I really don't have the time to do that, but what's your question? Right. Well, I will say is, I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's my business card. Here's the process. You call my office. You talk to my administrative assistant. She'll log you onto my calendar, which logs into my phone. Right. You pick the place, the time. I'll pay for lunch for you to ask the questions. It wow. blows them out of the water. Right. And then they say, 
Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> and that is the beginning of some really amazing relationships because it's raw material that's being formed. But what you're teaching them is the value of if the appointment is really, really important, they'll make the appointment. Right. If not, you just got your time back. Right. So for me, it was time back. So transitioning through that and then taking what I got from that those two gentlemen and creating Teltech. Tel is a long-term concept of telegraphic communications moving through what we're moving through now. You know, you got digital, analog, digital, mm -hmm. going into the four, 2G, 4G, so you see that. Right. Tech, I always laugh because people always think I misspell tech and I always laugh about them, but I sat down, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a faith walker in my belief of honoring men and women in the state that they were created by God right. and recognizing that in that state that you honor as you would biblically as they would in the Old Testament, what do you honor? So my last born son is Tyson Eugene Clayton. Nice. And what does that spell? T-E-C. -E so that is the connection of why when I get up every day and think about my whole family as a unit because I have three children and I respect them all equally, love them all equally, they're all dynamic in their own way. Right. But I get up every day with my wife and my children mining saying that every transaction that I do is based on their value. So how do I treat that transaction? Right. Always with honor, trust, and you do business with people you know and you like and you trust because you're not going to bring an untrustworthy person in to see your family. Right. So that's how that flows. Sure. Then we get into saying who believes that? The law of belief. The law of belief is simply the people that work here know me very simply. I ask them do they believe in the vision? And the vision is? The vision is when you hear me every day get up and talk about Teltech, which is a family-owned business. Right. Do you believe in family? And when I paint that picture before you, which is a raw picture in a penciled state with no picture, it's just a picture, it's a canvas, but you see the framework. When I put the paintbrush in your hand, do you see yourself in that vision? Do you see yourself as the grass, the tree, what part of this family do you see yourself connected to? Are you the roof? I see myself as the foundation. I see my daughter and my sons as the roof. My employees are the doors, the windows to hold together. So we need each other to make this work. So all of the people here see themselves in the vision. And for those who come and have gone, they simply recognize that they built a piece of themselves to be better somewhere else, but they never forget the foundation. So that's the connection. There's a lot of people who know that you're very involved with the community, but there's some things that they may not know. You're, you're one of the partners of Kern Venture Group. Yes. And John Paul Lake was a guest <laughs> on the program. And he, he briefly spoke about you off camera about your involvement and how appreciative he is of you. Yeah. For visioneers who see this as possibly a dichotomy of those values. Tell us why are you in funding and financing of businesses? Here's why. 
You know, one of the things I find that is so important is to understand the value of money and its purpose. Ah, its purpose. Its purpose. Right. It is a tool. Right. It is not a power, it is a tool. Why? Just die and see if it goes with you. <laughs> right, exactly. Tool. Right, right. So here's where the tool breaks. When a business usually begins, most people, by sheer mistake, combine their personal checkbook and their business checkbook together, which is the wrong way to start in business, but people start that way. Right. So what you learn is if you separate your finances from home from the business idea you have, you will see the true balance of value and work you have to have. Right. One feeds the other while the other supports the other. I believe that it's very important when you walk back in your faith along with how you are, you never expense yourself 100% on anything. Why? Because you can run out of gas. Right. When a recession comes, you may need to help others along with yourself. Some would argue that in business, you're going to get further by helping more people get what they want in order to get what you want. I agree with that, but I think I believe in this philosophy, not knowing where it connects to that statement. I'm neither in front of you or in back of you. Mm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come alongside you and we'll do it together. So if we do it together, your, tr your talent plus my talent together is going to build back and front faster right. than if you're in the back of the front. So I believe in together because a rope that's binally tying together, that's scriptural, <laughs> is going to be stronger sure. walking together. Well, I will tell you, that's what J.P. Lake is. He is someone that I knew of. I know of his mom, his dad, his family. Very successful family. Very, very spiritual family. Always respected them. Have done business with the, with the organization. But what I found very, very deep and appreciative about him was his honesty. People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And when he and I talked about our belief in education, the power of having the right person in the right seat with the right knowledge doing the right thing for our kids coming alongside. Right. Why would you not put your resource with that to make it stronger? Right. So anything he does, he can call me, but don't pass my phone number. Along, <laughs> I think he already <laughs> has it. But, but I believe in what he does. I right. mean. He doesn't need my resource, but he does need resources because it's validation. Right. So, yeah, so, I, so that's what that is. So coming alongside to improve the quality of what we all believe and make it better, rise all tides together, not in front or back. When we come right back, we're going to talk about something that Morgan generally doesn't talk about, at least... Not in public anyway. I'm going to get right back. <laughs> My name is Josh D'Amigo and I'm a Toastmaster from Ventura, California. Toastmasters has helped me build my career and relate to small business owners in a myriad of ways. Too many ways to list in 30 seconds. But the most impactful way that Toastmasters has helped me is to come up with believable answers to really bad questions on the fly. 
This is not just in my presentations at work, but it's also at city council meetings and at my local chamber. I invite you to join us at Toastmasters, and I look forward to seeing you there. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today. I knew this day would come. I knew there was going to come a day when even though I had eight guests lined up to appear on Small Business Celebration, every single one of them would either cancel, reschedule, or postpone because either they had COVID or they were in quarantine because they were around somebody who might have COVID. I can't control COVID. I can't control who gets COVID. What I can control is the content that has been gleaned from past guests here on Small Business Celebration. I can also thank you, Visionary Nation, who have continued to give us the thoughts, the questions, the, the insight that you have learned and you want to learn here on Small Business Celebration. And in doing so, I have been able to take this information, take the insights that I have learned, and be able to put together this episode that is truly of value because you, Visioneer Nation, well, I couldn't do it without you. So I hope you've learned something from these segments that we have given more highlight to because of this episode. And I hope you've learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll be here back next week with a guest here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business. <laughs>